0: I like your digs here.
1: Thanks, you know. um, I've heard you talk about the concept of man cave. This is not a man cave, because a man cave is something for a married man.
0: Yeah, I guess that's right.
1: (laughs) This is just cave. (laughs) Why, do you have a man cave in your, you do? Yeah. And you think that this is necessary for a a good for a relationship? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I've been married 46 years, so. Come on. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. 46 years.
1: That's amazing. We've been together 50. Come the fuck on. Yeah. Really? How old are you? You, you don't look. 52. You, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you know, you, you do look like you're in your 50s, so. No, I'm 72. Wow. You look good for 72. You yeah. look very healthy, you know?
0: I just had a total knee replacement eight weeks ago.
1: Really? Yeah. I hear that all the time. And. People say it's like the neck, next day, you're like- First two weeks, you, you want to go punch
0: somebody in the mouth. Because it hurts? Well, it's just irritating. It burns and all right. that. But
1: I was back on the tennis court at three weeks. And why, why do you- Now, I play basketball every day. Is my knee going to wear out? And why- It just happens because you, you're old? If it
0: hasn't yet, it's not. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, why, if, you, of- <laughs> if you've got cartilage in there and you're still running up and down the court, you're good. But I'm not
1: 72 yet. Yeah,
0: but you're you're right weight. You're in good shape. You can run up and down right. the court.
1: Chances are you're going to be pretty good. Why you think it's because the knee goes when you carry too much weight?
0: Well, it's what you've <clears throat> done. I mean, I played football in grade school, junior high, high school, college, and then really? raced motocross poorly, and I
1: had no. I was bone on bone. And that sounds sexy. Yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of boning. Yeah. But um I must say I'm very flattered that you came here because you don't know me from Adam. But Well actually I do. <laughs> uh, you, uh, <laughs> that's not gonna sound
0: <laughs> Yeah, you you uh, my son used to do your show a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Jay. You but that's, Jay? Not, that's not you. I know. I'm not gonna pretend like I've seen every Dr. Phil episode, but that to me is what almost makes your success all the more impressive to me, because I'm always impressed when there's like something that like I did not even choose to know about, but it becomes such a cultural phenomenon that I actually know a lot about it. Like I know a lot about the Kardashians and I don't (laughs) never watch the Kardashians, but there's something to that level of permeating The culture, I've always thought shrinks were the craziest people in the world. Is that wrong? Well, I saw a study a long time ago that
0: said most, and I don't know if it was bullshit or what, but it said an awful lot of people go into psychology originally because they're all screwed up and they think if they study it, They'll figure it out and get better, right? And oh, that's interesting. And I saw a follow-up that said, "Did it work?" And it said, "Not even almost." <laughs> so maybe we got a bunch of people that were right got into it for that reason, and it didn't help them. But I don't know whether that was. I mean,
1: you know, they say that some people can't be hypnotized, and I feel like some people can't be shrunk. Like um, I don't think I can be. I I know I can't be hypnotized because they've tried and I wanted to. And I feel like when I, the few times, I won't go into detail, but it didn't happen much, when I was talking to a psychiatrist, as a patient, sort of, um, I just felt like, I mean, it was all I could do from stop busting out, laughing out loud sometimes, because I felt what they were saying was so preposterous and just such guesswork, like just, yeah, it could be, it could be anything. You know, just this uh, always, over trying to connect something or make significance out of something when I think a lot of things are just very random. I don't know if they they were really believing it, what they were saying, or they just just felt like, I'm the doctor, I'm the shrink, I have to say something here to make this significant, and it wasn't significant, I don't think, or we don't know. And I also felt like, uh, you're telling me about me, but of the two people in this room, I feel like one of us has so much more information on who me is. And that would be me.
0: Yeah, well, you maybe were the wrong kind of person. I mean, there's different kinds of therapy. Maybe you were with a Freudian or something that was trying to talk to you about your
1: mother or something. It was, yes. The, well, I don't know if the guy was a Freudian, but he did connect some, make a connection that was so preposterous when I told him that I don't know how we were talking about this, but uh my mother was in World War II as a nurse. She was in London during the uh V-bombings, you know, when they, Hitler sent the rocket the Blitz, you yeah. know. And he somehow connected that to like, I don't know, but I remember laughing when I got in the car, like, okay, it's Hitler's fault, whatever I was talking about. And uh you know that's that is my like impression of psychiatry It's like whatever i say you'll try to make something out of it because you have to or else you're out of a job
0: yeah i, I, I was never that way
1: no you're very practical that yeah. i know
0: yeah i know a lot of 75 cent words i just try not to use them <laughs> seems to me if, <clears throat> you can get help talking to anybody i mean if you got a common sense mechanic working on your car and you shoot the shit with them and somehow another things start to get clear. You go, hey, that makes sense. And you walk away feeling better. Right. You know, there are some people in this world that have what I call health engendering personalities. And I'll bet you know people like that, that you just feel better after hanging around with them or talking to them. You feel better hanging around with them. You feel better about yourself. There are some people that way. It could be the janitor cleans up at the building, it could be your buddy from grade school, it could be your parent, it could be anybody, but there are just people that have that kind of personality that you feel better about you after being around them. Is that your wife? I, I feel good about myself being with her. She's pretty easy to hang with.
1: No, but does she make you feel that like this this quality you're talking about? I noticed you left out wife in the list. Of, you mentioned the janitor first. Yes, I mean, you can <laughs> so just come I- from anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. I know, but like, the, I would, <laughs> it could be anywhere, but I would rather it, if I was married, I've never been married. That's a, a very big difference between us.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about that?
1: Yes, <laughs> sure I do. <laughs> I mean, I, but look, I'll tell you, I've said this before, but like, people think I'm anti marriage. I'm definitely not anti marriage. I understand marriage works for some people, it's just we're different personality types. What works for you doesn't work for me. I'll be honest, I don't understand it, but that's because I'm in my head. That's why I can't understand it. And I've read so many quotes about marriage, like, you know, who is it that said, uh, it's like a sibling relationship with occasional bouts of incest. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been close? Yes. You got close? Yes. Yeah. But I always kept my toe out of the trap because I felt like I don't want a sibling relationship that's... With occasional moments of incest. That that sounds terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to feel really bad about my. I'm feeling really bad about it now.
1: Well, Doctor Phil, you've come to the right shrink here yeah. because I'm going to help you. Are you do you have a drink that are you enjoy? Yeah, you good. have yeah, okay. And how many drinks do you allow yourself?
0: Um, of what? Well, what are you drinking? Iced tea. Oh, you're not
1: drinking alcohol. Uh-uh. I haven't had a drink since the junior year of high school. See, if this was a professional show, I would know something like that. That's why I say yeah. it's not an interview. Yeah. <laughs> because plainly, uh I'm that's well, I should know that. That's you My so, dad
0: was a really bad alcoholic and I just made a decision early on, ain't gonna do that. And I have nothing against people who do. My wife drinks, my my kids drink. Um Right. And I have nothing against it. I just made a decision for myself. I didn't I saw what it did to him and said, I just don't ever want to go there. And Pot I'm guessing completely
1: off the Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know, some of my best friends are like Ron White's one of my best friends. He he's actually sober now for almost a year, but he's drinking and smoking dope all the time. Uh the whole time I've known him, but it did not bother no. me.
1: It's just- Dr. Phil, we don't call it dope. Well, I you know. know. <laughs> no, well, it actually, makes it you know, dopey. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> is I'm like the last person in the world who does call it dope, and I, I love to call it dope. I, I think know. it's a great word for Our it. producers always tell me, quit calling it dope, you oh, sound I love old. It. Like any drug to me is dope, but very often I'll be like, damn, where'd I put my dope? Um, but you do, un- well, first of all, I'm sure you would allow, as a man of science, that- This and alcohol are completely different drugs, and one is much more benign, which is the one I'm holding. Not the one I'm about to do. Yeah, (laughs) and together they're spectacular. Yeah, it's it's whatever works for you. Okay, so if you don't have the, uh, you don't have a a drug element in your life to make you happy, and um, marriage, okay, but like, come on, like nobody married that long can have the kind of sex you had, like. When you're single, or when you're, you know, newly, you know, newly uh, <laughs> with someone. So, where does the zhuzh in your life come from? Like, is it all work? Is that what, 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 you know, what gets your gonads gonading?
0: Well, it depends on who you ask. If you're asking me, you get an answer
1: different from my wife. She thinks I'm a workaholic, but right. Well, then it's that probably answers my question. You get it from work.
0: Well, no, I do. I like I. I've been a jock all my life. I play tennis like three, 350 days a year, uh, really competitively. I love airplanes. Uh, I've been a pilot since I was a teenager. Um, I, I I love flying. I love all
1: kind. I got a lot of stuff that lights me up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think all that stuff is sublimation for sex, but that's me. You know, I like I always looked at society and thought, oh, people are golf. I mean, no one really could enjoy it. But okay, Uh, I just feel like it's these things that people do to either get away from their uh, spouse or because they're not getting whatever like charges them up in a marriage. I I just not because the people aren't great people. It's just because the idea of being with the same person it's got to rob a you of like something that was there at the beginning that you then have to watch die. And then you get like snippy with each other, even though it's not each other's fault. Because you resent that person from, it's blocking that thing in your life that you know somewhere in your mind was the thing that at one point made you feel the best, better than golf, Better than bowling, better than whatever fucking thing is sublimating it.
0: Well, I still don't know why you haven't gotten married, but I am fully understanding why nobody has ever
1: married you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that 100%. Do you really think? They'd that, fucking kill themselves. Do you, really do you really think a million bitches haven't tried?
0: Oh, I'm. Certain some of them have entertained it, and then about a week into it thought, oh my God. Trust
1: me, the reason I'm not married is not because I couldn't be married. It's, I mean, girls always want to get married. You don't have to be doing anything that great. They just like marriage. I think that's half of them. It's the wedding. Like, they they don't even think past, like, they just want that one day. It's like, because the wedding is fun. Marriage is hard. You'll agree to that, right? Oh, I'll agree to that. Well, see, that's the thing. Well, I don't want something in my life that's supposed to be the thing that gives me pleasure to be the thing that's hard. I hear it all the time. You ask people, how's the marriage going? First thing out of their mouth is some variation of, well, it's a lot of work. You know, it's tough. It's never like, yippee! (laughs) You know? And why would I, I don't understand why I would, there's nothing I would trade for having to deal with that.
0: Yeah, well, I'll agree with you on this. If you ever have to give up being all of who you are to be half of a couple, bad trade. Bad trade. Wait, say that again. If you, ever... you got to give up being all of who you are, right, to be half of a couple, right, bad trade. You I don't want to do that,
1: right? Because who you are, and, right. Uh, But what if you are a guy who likes to drink and chase girls? There's not going to be like another person probably who's... But if that's who
0: you are and that's what you want to do, then you're not marriage material. I agree 100%. Oh, I know. know, When I was dating Robin, she called me one time and said, hey, will you take me to my sister's house? It's up in Oklahoma. It's like an hour away. And I have nothing in common with those people. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll take you. And then about 10 minutes later, I called her back and said, no, I'm not going to take you. And I, I, that's bait and switch. Cause I ain't going to take you later, so I might as well not take right. you now. And what's more, I won't take you. I won't ask you to go with me to see my mouth breather sisters. <laughs> so let's just make a deal right now. We won't ask each other to be tortured by our, rel- our, our relative sisters. Right. Don't ask me to go see yours. Right. I won't ask you. If you want to go see them, go. Have a great time. I'll see you when you get back. And I'll never ask you to go see mine. And we made that because I'm not going to. I don't want to go. See, uh, so why would I tell you now I
1: will? Now, this is an example of something where what you said before is very true to me. That's exactly what I would say. Yeah. We're exactly alike on that. Yeah. Yes, So I why would not say be, the same thing.
0: But wouldn't it be bait and switch if I'm courting her, well, i say, oh, yeah, come on, baby. I'll take you up there.
1: And then uh, three months after we get married, I go, I ain't going. See, here's the thing about relationships. And maybe this is going to make me sound selfish. But the deal in a relationship, and I've been in very serious relationships, um, the deal is that your problems become my problems, and my problems become your problems. And I find this to be bad on both ends. First of all, you can't help me really with my problems. I, I know people think they can. And yes, is it good to have people around you who can tell you the truth and give you good advice? I mean, it must be awesome to be married to Dr. Phil. It's like taking violin lessons from Paganini, you know? So, OK uh but in my life, I, I, yes, people can reinforce you and they can hear it, but basically, again, like with the shrink. I know me best, especially at this point in my life. If I have a problem, I know what the possible answers are i I, I can figure it out i you're not I don't need this other partner to figure it out on if the subject is me. If the subject is a million other things, yes, maybe, but on me. Trust me, it's like I never understand why people sometimes argue with you about what you yourself believe, you know, oh Bill, you could do anything. No, I really can't. Yes, you could, who would know this better? I think me. Okay, so they can't help me with my problems, and honestly, I probably can't help you with yours either. I, I, I love it that when you get together with somebody, you see each other at your best, and you don't drag each other down with things that you're just really listening to someone. You're not, you're not helping, and it's, not, it's, and it's, it's taking away from the, the thing being what it's supposed to be, which is the source of joy in your life.
0: But, you, but yeah, that's kind of true but in, some, <laughs> in some respects, but sometimes we don't see ourselves the best. Somebody might see things about you that you can't see. You ever try to look at yourself in the face without a mirror? You can't do it, you're not fast enough. well (laughs) Well, yes of course but but somebody else can come along and say look you're being a dick here you don't want to do that and you go well i didn't really think about it that way they can give you feedback where you go yeah i hadn't thought about that even about yourself you're not all knowing somebody else can point something out where you go
1: yeah i didn't really look at it that way that is true but i feel like i have again we're talking about me now at 67 this is something i uh, would be more germane when i was 27 or even 37 or even 47 and i'm sure when i'm a hundred and seven i'll look back and think i'm a douche now but basically i can see a difference as i'm sure you can once you get past fifty you've probably seen most of everything that's gonna come down the pike and you know you so well and you 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 just feel yourself making better decisions about stuff. Part of it is you just don't have as much like, God knows what, running through your veins that made you wild when you were young. You're just better. So yes, is it possible someone can look at what's going on in my life and make a great suggestion based on something I'm not seeing it is I can't remember the last time it happened and I have a lot of people around me I'm very lucky I've had the same some of the same people on my show for 30 years or almost 30 years that's yeah. Uh, and friends, and you know, uh, you know how great it is when you're older that you accumulate friendships throughout your life, and you yeah. and you have friendships that have been going on for decades. So those people are going to be good people. So it's not like if I didn't have a spouse, there's nobody else who could tell me what's going on. Um, so, but again, do you listen when they tell you? Yeah, of course.
0: Okay, then there you go. You you do have people that... Right
1: give you input. But I think a better thing to do is just don't act like a you don't fucking have to marry nut. Him. I don't, I'm not I'm acting like I'm not acting like Kanye or something. Where some people need to break in and just have an intervention and tell me, Bill, would you stop ranting about you know space lasers? I'm not doing anything weird because I was never a weirdo.
0: Yeah, you don't know that. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> All these people could have got me over here to do an intervention. (laughs) I was going to say. Chris and these guys could have got me in here
1: to say, hey, you got to straighten this guy out. Well, I mean, please, why you? I hate to be that guy at the party who says, hey, Doc, could you look at my elbow? (laughs) But, like, as long as you are here and I may never get the chance again, please, I mean, have a shot at me. I would love to hear you. If you have any thoughts about, like, how I could be better or what maybe I'm doing wrong.
0: No, that's why I said, I. Uh, I, I'm I'm probably the last person to do it because I think we think too much alike. I I, I watch all of your shows, and uh, oh good, I uh, you watch none of mine. So
1: <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> but maybe I'll start now. Well, now you're going off the air. Yeah. Oh, bad timing. Yeah. Did you know HBO Max had podcasts? Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows on television. Succession is an original series from HBO and it's back for a fourth season. Every week you can join journalist and host Kara Swisher as she unpacks real-world events that echo the saga unfolding on screen. Guests include top journalists, writers, psychologists, as well as some of the people involved in making the TV show. Stream Succession on HBO Max and check out HBO Succession podcast on HBO Max and wherever you get your podcasts. But well, wait, you have a new show. What's your new show going to be?
0: Well, I'm, I'm just taking a break and then I'm starting back up in January of 24. Yeah. A uh, no. little, little different spin. What? Well, you know, I, and make no mistake, I'm very proud of what I've been doing. I, I've, 21 years I've been dealing with awesome what you say you don't need which is giving input to people on their lives and their marriages and families and parenting and kids and drugs and oh yeah you straightened out a million people like i'm saying even
1: i know that
0: yeah (laughs) Um, but i i I have different concerns at at this point um i'm at a point in my life where i don't need to do anything so right i'm uh but i'm really concerned about what's happening in this country. And that's what I'm gonna start dealing with are the psychosocial issues. You know, there are You've huge... gotta do
1: real time then.
0: Yeah. I, I, Come on. I, I was gonna do it a couple times last year and the schedule didn't work out. That's what they always say when they just don't wanna do it. No, that's not true.
1: Okay. Uh, they told me- Okay. But you got no. it, but it's perfect to-, to I promote... tried, I was scratching on the door. They wouldn't let me in. No, I promise you that's not the case. That I've asked true. for years.
0: No, that's not true. Now, you talked to my kid, but not me.
1: You, you just you just said it was scheduled, and there was a scheduling problem. So not on my part. We, uh, not on your part. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I apologize if no, that was okay. the case, and I, I I will fix this because I don't know where that wire got crossed. No, I'm no, I'm just but kidding. It's a perfect but- show to promote your new show. If it's if you're get, because that's great. So get give me like can you give me your basic view the overview the thirty thousand feet overview yeah. of where you think america is and i think and, it's headed for a cliff me too i think i
0: think it's heading for a cliff and i'm and major reasons being well it depends on what category you want to talk about and look i'm i stay, i stay non-political because i think there's idiocy on both sides there is yeah i, I see people in the state of the union address on the right side of the aisle yelling liar at our president. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of our president or the last one, but I respect the office of the president. And to see somebody screaming liar, disrespects the office. I think the rest of the world's got to be looking at it going, God. Ah, well.
1: But let's also um, pause a moment to say you put in the same breath you don't like this president and you didn't like the last one they are very different people and one of them is much more of a threat to the republic and that would be the 45th would you not agree well come on threat to the republic joe biden no joe biden is a return to normalcy yet a democrat who is yes too much ensorcelled by his fringe left he will not ever tell them to sit down and shut up. But I will take that bargain, much as I don't like it and it's bitter. I, I will take that bargain over Trump, come on.
0: Well, I'm concerned about both sides and I'm particularly concerned about this woke agenda that's being pushed. Agreed. Right now. I'm concerned about what's happening in American colleges right now. Oh, My God. insanity.
1: It, it's ins- it, it, if pe- I don't think people know, I just don't think they know because I think and I don't know, of course, I've not been on campus, but you can read so many first person reports and you can see you can read that there's it's in the literature of what the, the these universities say they're doing or in their curriculum. I mean, there is like hard evidence of, oh, yeah, this is going on. And then all the speakers that get chased off of campuses because Kids, they, they're far from defending free speech. They don't even believe in it as a concept. They are so spoiled and entitled that they believe that their feelings far supersede this concept of free speech. That is a complete decoupling of one of the utter basic principles that undergird this country, right? Well, let me tell you
0: something. There was a time where if I had two candidates sitting in front of me, and they were exactly the same in every respect except one of them had a college degree and one of them didn't. Even if it was a degree in like art history or something, it had nothing to do with what they were going to be hired to do. And they were matched in every way. I would hire the one with a college degree because I knew something about them I didn't know about the one that didn't. And What I knew was they could take on a four-year project and complete it. They could meet deadlines. They could get along with assholes that they didn't like, but it was their job to get along with them, you know, tough professors or whatever. I, I knew that about them, that they could, you know, write papers, get things in on time, do this, do that, that they could take it. I don't know that about them anymore. Correct. I don't know that they're coddled, exactly. they
1: complain, they whine, and and they still get pushed through. And they're not required to take anything that is useful. Now, some of them do. We still have STEM degrees, and that's going up uh, finally after years of not, I think, which is good. But I mean, you can graduate with such bullshit degrees of sports marketing and gender studies and advanced racist spotting and just this this insane, indoctrinated, I mean, that is not an exaggerated term.
0: No, it's not, and they're so smart. In what way? They're just intellectually. These are smart in terms of just capacity to learn. It is continuing to go up. These kids are smarter than we were. Well, I but mean, they're not
1: being challenged. They're not. They're being not wi- taught. They're certainly not wiser. No. If you, I mean, it depends. And they're thin-skinned. Maybe you're saying that their IQs are, are higher. There are certain ways that they're smarter. They're certainly more savvy about. Um, technology that we are not native to. Well, I'll put it this way,
0: you, you can give them more digits and they and they can give them back to you in reverse than we could. They have more intellectual capacity. They have more working memory. They have more ability to learn in novel situations, but they're not and, being challenged. And they, why
1: why has why have people gotten so much smarter in one or two generations? Well, it's just the drift, you know.
0: I I think they're getting uh, the Technology is stimulating their brains earlier. I think they're getting more and more
1: input. But you do realize that when you, if we did a man on the street right now, like Jay-
0: Oh, I've done it. Okay.
1: (laughs) Like Jay Leno used to do with his jaywalking, all right? And if we just talked to, if there was every time we saw a Gen Z uh, or a young millennial walk by in the sidewalk, we stopped them and say, would you answer a few questions? we would find out very quickly that they know nothing. They yeah. know nothing. Like if you said, what year was America founded? Like what year did we declare independence? They couldn't come up with that year, yeah. even though it's a Broadway show, which they also don't know what that is. They yeah. just don't know anything. I, 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 we asked I, some the
0: other day, where, where is the state of Utah um, located? And they said Canada.
1: <laughs> uh, I oh, shit well, you not. Oh, I, I heard. I heard one. When the they were the question they were asking is, um, I think, where is Venice? And the answers were like Paris. You know, like they don't even know what's a continent. Yeah. Like, it, it's. Uh, It's frightening. So they may have the capacity to know, but they're not putting anything in there. And of course, um, obviously, there is a small percentage of kids, no matter what you do, the really smart ones will rise to the top and know lots of stuff. And, you know, I I, I mean, probably 80% of people under 40 a loss to me with doing real time, because you, to appreciate that show, you have to know something. I try to make the news of the week palatable in a very entertaining way, so that I don't leave anybody behind. But if you absolutely don't know anything, it's like I'm speaking Chinese. So if we're talking about NATO, or what's NATO? Okay, I'm dead already, you know? I mean, I, I, Not that we're going into, let's like, not meet the press, we're not going into horrible detail about this stuff, but they're just like when you are a tabula rasa, It's very hard to like write. Well,
0: let me tell you, uh, millions, tens of millions of Americans cannot read at the most basic level. Right. And it's like 24% of eighth graders, uh, 38% of fifth graders. And you you can check those numbers. It changes each year, but can't read a, a basic sentence. Um, and, but yet they're getting pushed on grade to grade to grade and they can't read.
1: The bright side, bright side of that, of course, is that they don't need to, cause they don't read because right. they scroll. The phone, the portal to all evil has made reading obsolete. No one, people used to say when they asked the question, like, what would you do if you had an extra hour in the day? and they would almost invariably say, I'd read. If I just had an extra hour a day, I'd love to, and people did used to at least read a little at night, maybe, nobody reads. I mean, people ask me all the time, why don't you do a book? Because no one reads, that's why. Because I don't want to work on something that is not appreciated by a large number of people, and it's just like a dead form to so many people. And once you can sit on the phone and watch, fucking, I don't know what they're watching on TikTok and dog videos and I, God knows what challenges and stupid things and scroll and shopping. And it, that, that time suck was the worst thing that happened to humanity
0: Well, until and,
1: AI, because and now AI is gonna th- destroy us completely, my prediction.
0: Well, I'm scared Many. about that as well. But like in 0809, it was like a big freighter airplane flew over the United States and dropped smartphones. And at that point, people stopped living their lives and started watching people live their lives on the phone. Exactly. And what happened is, at that point, they started comparing their lives to watching people live their lives, and those lives they're watching being lived are fantasy. So everybody started watching this glamorous life somebody's living. They don't realize that that's all staged, and so they compare themselves, and by comparison, they think, God, my life sucks. And about that time, we started seeing the biggest spikes in depression, loneliness, and anxiety that we've seen since we started keeping records.
1: Right. And you've been a good one to call that out. And you, you are right about that also with, with me. We're, we're very much on that same page. It's like seven times
0: up for girls, four times for boys. Right. and and the pandemic made it worse. And what bothers me is they shut the schools down and they shut the country down, knowing that that was the state of our young people's mental health. They knew that they were in dire straits and they shut down their world and isolated them, knowing it was gonna spike, and they did it anyway. You are, once again- What the hell is going on? Once again,
1: we're on the same page there, because I was a big critic of that and- You know, now the chickens have come home to roost. But who does that? I mean, they know that it's the
0: highest level starting Mm -hmm. in 09 and 10, and they say, well, okay, let's send them all home and isolate them. Who does it? COVID paranoids, that's who does it. We have have a new breed of people. And that's why I say politically, I don't care, because the Republicans started it, the Democrats continued it, and the kids. And this remote learning crap, if you look at some of the remote learning, particularly for grades first second third they got zero out of it they got zero out of it that means they're now way behind and if you're not reading on grade level at the end of the third grade your likelihood of dropping
1: out is like 6x if you're in a low socioeconomic group so you may think that you're not gonna be political but you're being political and, and I think it's a good place for you to go well you know you can't avoid it anymore you can't avoid it. And I need allies who are like where you and I are with, yes, both sides. Now, I, again, I, I come back to uh, Trump. you got to like be on the page that he's worse than Joe Biden look, look, it's, and very different than Joe Biden. Come on, Doc. Look, it's, not
0: the, it's not politics that determine the outcome of society. It's culture. I don't care about politics. You go back to the beginning and... Democrat and Republicans have been in control about 50-50. They've had control of the House and Senate while they were in control of the presidency about 50-50. They've had it not in control 50-50. And and look where we are. They both come up about the same place. I don't care about that.
1: I care about our culture. Okay, I'm disappointed that I can't get you to just out and out say that Trump is a completely different animal than the politics on the left and the right that we both agree is b- very uh, lacking on both sides. It begs but the that question. he is a completely different element and much more dangerous. I mean, we're talking about some sort of unnatural predator that was introduced into this wild, which was not a, it was a jungle in the first place. But this is a different element. This is, nobody else has ever tried to not uh, concede an election in this country try to overturn election we all, even the people in his own party understood, was lost. That is a Rubicon that we have crossed that makes him completely unique. A unicorn, if a unicorn was a big fat asshole. You, if I, if I can't have your faith on that, I, 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 it's very hard for me to understand where you're coming from on any issue. I'm telling you. <laughs>
0: Doc, you can't do it. No, uh, no I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this. That's a cop-out. It, what difference does it make? A, he's not in power now. B, he's probably not going to be. And C, it doesn't. De- let me, let me uh, ask you this. No, no, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on. You've read 1984 how many times? Once. You have a good memory.
1: I mean, it was like college time, but I I loved it, and um, I certainly remember the gist, the Ministry of Truth.
0: Yeah, and Oceania. Yes, the government came in. They said, "There's, we're going to tell you what words you can use. We're going to tell you what words you can't use. Yes, I, and we're going to, and if you don't do it right, we're going to unperson you." I,
1: I I'm all over you remember that. Remember all that? I know. And by okay. the way the The Biden administration actually tried to have this yeah. year a Ministry of Truth. They almost yeah. called It was very close to. I can't remember the name. It was close. It was close, and it was exactly what that is. But, I
0: agree. But even beyond that, let me tell you this. But you think
1: that's a bigger problem than Donald no, Trump? No, I don't. because oh, I don't
0: think politics, I don't think politics have have are the big problem. What I'm telling you is this. That's happening again, but it's not the government doing it. We're doing it to each other. This cancer culture, this cancel culture bullshit, we're doing what 1984 had Oceania, the government doing. We're doing to each other.
1: I understand. I couldn't agree more. It's the culture that's the problem here. You're wanting
0: to say, let's pick somebody and throw them against the wall, whether it's Biden or Trump or Bush or whoever.
1: That doesn't matter. It does. It's culture. You know what? One thing you have to. Have in a friendship, and I hope we're friends now for a long time. Uh, is the ability to air your differences and then just move on? Like this is what this is a microcosm to me of what has to happen in America. You're Dr. Phil. You know, you're 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 legendary for being a guy who like fixes other people's problems, a wise elder, and you are. But I'm just not where you are and never will be on this Trump thing, and you're not where I am. And that's okay. And just like if we were in a marriage, I assume, (laughs) we now just move on, right? I just know that about you. It doesn't make me dislike you or come close to hate. No, it just is like, okay, that's where this guy is. There's no universal judge who tells us which one is right. But... We go on, we just go forward knowing that we're not quite there on that. Let me tell you
0: something about me. Yeah. You want to know something about me? I want to know everything about you. Okay. Uh, And you can go back 26 years because I spent five years in the public spotlight on Oprah. Right. And then 21 years of my own show. And in that time, I have never. spoke ill of someone in the public eye i don't do it and i'll tell you why um and i'll give you an example like i was on i think it was letterman or leno the night after mel gibson had some kind of traffic sugar tits. mishap on yeah sugar tits pacific highway <laughs> that's it and he said the Jews all caused all the wars. Kanye stole that from him. In the in the in the world. <laughs> and they asked me, I forget if it was Letterman or Leno, but he said, well, what do you think about that? Blaming all the wars in the world on the Jews, Mel Gibson. <clears throat> and I said, you know what? I, not his finest hour. Right. But it's 3 a.m. Right. He's, he's out of the car, he's drunk, he blurts <laughs> something out. <laughs> I would rather study the guy's fifty, sixty years of life instead of judge him on fourteen right. seconds on the side right. of the road. And I'm not going to trash well, I, the
1: guy. It, I don't know him. Okay. Well, first of all, so I, I, I you know, there, you're in the public eye, and you say something stupid, you have you have to expect to be trashed, and you know we all are, had a turn in the barrel. But to my point, that kind of complements this. Look. To say not his finest hour is a charitable way to say it, but okay, let's be charitable and and just leave it at that. Moving forward, could I be friends with Mel Gibson? Yes, but just like you with Trump, I put that in my knowledge basket, like, okay, I know that Mel Gibson, because I know first his father is one of those cuckoo Catholics, so he has a thing about the Jews, probably because he literally thinks they killed Jesus. Do I think that's stupid? I do, but like everyone has their thing. I put that away and go. Let's move forward.
0: But see, I don't know that, and I don't talk. I just don't talk shit about people. Well, he individuals.
1: I, I do just don't know do that it. about Mel Gibson, but
0: I don't. So I wouldn't.
1: And but, if I did, I wouldn't talk about it publicly. Well, it's out of his mouth, so that's how I know it. Yeah. And I just know. Am I surmising that it? Has fought, he's such a super Catholic, and you know they believe that the Jews killed Christ. And okay. I am, but I mean, it's not a giant distance from one dot to connect to the other on that one. Some people just don't like the Jews, Doc. I don't have to, I know that's not like uh, uh, hold the presses, but like a lot of people don't like the Jews. The Jews always seem to get like a lot of animus when things get tense in the world. They're always the kind of the go to scapegoat. Yeah. Well, I'm not one of those people. No, I understand. No, uh, you're in show business. You must love the Jews. You must know a
0: million of them. I I do, and but I I just don't trash individuals. I I just don't do it. It's just just philosophy. Well,
1: I mean, one man's definition of the word trash could be critique, to put it in a more genteel way. And if you're going to be commenting on political matters or matters that you know are essential to how this nation is functioning, isn't it going to be impossible? Not to not to trash or at least critique individuals. Can we always keep it on such a general level?
0: Well, I don't know. I, like when I said yell and liar" at the
1: president, I didn't even say who it was. We know who it was. I know, but why? Why? Who are we kidding then? Why? Why? It was Boebert and and uh, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Why? Why are we protecting them? I mean, we. I, I don't understand why. What? What? This is buying you to like hold this oath to not uh, uh, hold accountable any individual for anything it seems like we're leaving out a big part of the equation well you don't need to understand it
0: you you just need to
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's right i'm dr phil i got mountains of money and plenty of fame you don't don't need to know anything son just pour me another drink and (laughs) no that's true i mean but i guess what i'm saying is like I welcome your voice on matters of national importance uh, in a more macro way, it seems—I'm guessing—but it seems like this is the evolution of where you're going in television. That you had 21 years when you you talk to people. I mean, you talk to mostly you know couples counseling that kind of stuff and like troubled teenagers and families and you know on a very individual personal level that then had ramifications because lots of people watching were going through the same thing. Yeah, right. And that was kind of yeah. every guest was a teaching tool. Right. Um, now you're going to be painting on a broader canvas. Am I? Is that basically right? Well said. I'll, I'm going to
0: steal that and take credit for having said it when you're not around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's like yes, it, it's like now when I see uh, what's happening on college campuses. I said it, it, it's when I, I see all of this energy that's being put into pronouns. Right. Um, like I said. A third of eighth graders don't even know what a pronoun is. Right. How about we teach them what a pronoun is, and then we can decide if we're going to talk to them about reassigning them. And I, I'm I, I'm not saying that to be against transgenders, uh, transgenderism, or whatever that word is. I, I, <laughs> I, I saw, I, I was reading some stuff uh, just yesterday that's going into a book you were just saying nobody will read.
1: Well, your books. There are a few people who do sell a lot of books. I imagine you're one of them. I mean, there are people who sell in the millions, and I'm sure you are. But it is very rare. A novel sells 50,000 copies, and it's a bestseller.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fifty thousand. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. No. (laughs) No, I know. But they have this big thing about the word of the. You know, they they don't. It's not the homeless. Oh. It has to be those experiencing homelessness. Oh, I hate that. And they even said you can't use the word the when talking about the French. And the French ambassador said what well, am I going to have the uh, what is it, embassy of Frenchness? So I'm not changing it's, the sign? What are you t-
1: but, but it's getting ridiculous. It's so it's so beyond ridiculous and you know people are always saying to me, "Bill, you know, what happened? You you make fun of the left so much more than they used to." And I always have to tell them, yes, because they're so much more obnoxious and so much more ridiculous. And not that most people on the left, I think, believe this stuff, but the ones who don't, my critique with them is, you're fucking cowards because you know, you know the insanity of your own fringe, but you don't call it out. And my question is always, like this stuff, yeah, you're just saying about like, the, the French or uh, the Experiencing Homelessness. Why do we, this is obviously something that teenagers put up on Twitter or Instagram or something. Why does the rest of the country, actual adults, bow to it and follow it and go along with it? Because everyone is rolling their eyes. Almost everyone except the fucking 14 year old who posted that. Why do we follow teenagers? I
0: mean, it's like It's like the emperor's new clothes. I mean, you remember that fable, the, uh, the emperor's parading around in his underwear right. and nobody <laughs> wants to say it because only a fool would not see the clothes. And then the little kid steps up and says, oh, the emperor's naked. He's in his right. underwear or whatever. Everybody else is afraid to get labeled. I, I, I tell it. you, we will get so much hate. Mail and tweets and stuff over our conversation right now.
1: Fuck em. Uh, well, Words Fuck. right out of my mouth. Fuck em. I mean, uh, really. For, first of all, you, I, I will see none of it. So yeah, anyone who thinks too. they're hurting me with it, you, you're not. Yeah. Um, and you're just masturbating each other. You know, it's just a big circle jerk of virtue signaling and uh, just people who, I mean, look, Doc, you are never going to uh, lack for. Uh, fodder if you live to be a million because this country is so psychologically sick at its core I mean it's such a country full of mean girls snitches and bitches and people who who haven't done anything but they just invent things so that they can catch other people not being as right as them I mean your example about the homeless is (coughs) perfect liberals this is my thing with liberals and woke like You can believe whatever the fuck you want if you're woke. Just don't claim you're some kind of a advanced liberal. You're the opposite of liberal. Liberals are the ones who came up with the term homeless so that people wouldn't call them bums and vagrants and hobos. We did that. We came up with homeless. Then they came along and said, That's not good enough. Actually, you people are the problem. It's people experiencing homelessness. You fucking moron. I, I, you know, that's the kind of thing that when people yeah. say, Why do you make fun of the left? Because you just get under my skin like that. Do yeah. I think the right is more dangerous? Absolutely. Rationally, I do. Does this stuff make you, me viscerally hate more? Maybe. Yeah. And- <laughs> And and my point about
0: that is, if they took all of that energy and put it in to solving the problem, right? I, I, yeah, I think there are certain things that we have to change about our approach. And this is where the psychological part comes in for me. We've got to stop trying to win arguments and start trying to solve problems. And that is a completely different mindset. Stop trying to win arguments, start trying to solve problems. And then, all of a sudden, we have to start talking.
1: You know what? Listening to you there made me think you must have thought about running for office because that, I think, is something that maybe TV, you know, like I don't have to say the name of that man Donald Trump to um, and Ronald Reagan also, but especially Trump, to uh, make the point that, you know, TV is the best stepping stone to not just political office, but the highest political office. Trump won largely because he had this reputation as someone people had seen on TV for many, many years on a show where he was highly esteemed and an authority figure and people listened to him. And then when he rolled that into the presidency or to running for the presidency, he already had this, Sort of aura around him of this is a guy who should be the boss I've seen him be the boss and he really I mean and you're not Donald Trump I mean, he's a moron and he's a dangerous narcissist you could like (sighs) I Mean you would start very high in the polls just to begin with But, but
0: here's the problem When people label somebody a straight talker just because they can understand every word in a sentence the person says, that doesn't make them a straight talker. If somebody says, make America great again, and they go, oh, I understood every word in that sentence, that doesn't mean they're a straight talker. They just said a real simple sentence and connect with people, something's gone way off. This Something's going, that that's not a straight talker. That's just a simple sentence to speak to the least.
1: That's not a good idea. It really doesn't answer my question about you getting into politics. I know, but it was a good deflection. It was not, because I caught it. Well, no, but it was a good
0: deflection, and <laughs> no, it was, it's you, true.
1: Okay, and this is, again, making my point that you seem destined for politics, because <laughs> you know that's what you're going to do in politics. Look, if you're a guy who doesn't want... To ever uh, trash anyone else, I would seriously advise you and get about <laughs> of getting into the Republican Party because that party is all about trashing. Uh, so you're going to have a hard time there. I mean, they're all about the hate. But you could be you you could be the kind of person, if you would like relent a little on the Trump issue, who could lead lead the Democrats back to the center where they need to be. Like you running as a Democrat, is uh, Republican, you're dead. Because the Republican Party is, not not only is it the party of Trump now, it's the party of post-Trump, meaning like even if they got rid of him, this horrible egg that he laid, this hateful sort of uh, politics of grievance and no facts, that's permanently, that is the Republican Party. You don't wanna be in that party. But as a guy who would lead the Democrats back to a, a promised land, Yes, you could do that. And you're in politics now that we've had Biden and Trump, not too old to do it. They used to, they used to say that, that was too old, but not now. But you'd have to do it quickly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to wait another 10 years. It's a thankless job. Um, I think for you, it would be a great job because you are a guy who, like you say, you're a workaholic. You, you love your work. It's your, your work gives you a lot as your mine does too. That's uh, where I spend most of my time, most of my energy. It's another reason I never got married. It's because I'm married to my work. And my I always say to people about my show, my show is my kids. Why, don't you, why haven't you run? Well, because I, <laughs> why haven't I run? Because first of all, I could never win. I don't have the same reputation. I have the almost the opposite reputation. I mean, if you introduce me at a baseball game, which has happened, Um, At least half the crowd will boo, which I take as a badge of honor. They either don't understand me or they're remembering something I said that offended them. But I've offended everybody. And also I'm an atheist pot smoker, unmarried, unapologetically. It's just it's just all wrong. But you are no, not me, you. I'll be I'll be your secret advisor. But but uh, but it has to be as a Democrat. You have to like be that centrist Democrat that the Democratic Party definitely needs. I'm telling you, I'm onto something here. This was a very valuable yeah, hour well, we d- spent.
0: Don't confuse bald with stupid. You, you don't want. You
1: think you're going to draft me onto the ticket? <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I, I really feel like this is important. Now, Doc, I will be at the uh, MGM Northfield Park Center stage, the formerly the Hard Rock, in Northfield, Ohio, on Saturday, May 20th. The 21st, I'm at the Mystic Lake Casino in Prior Lake, Minnesota june 3rd i'm at the met in philadelphia so you should let me read that i'm promoting you instead of you promoting yourself i would i wouldn't you know what i esteem you too much to uh, (laughs) debate you with my stand-up plugs june 4th i'll be at the wind creek Event theater in bethlehem pennsylvania but um do you have anything to plug besides the show that we can't know anything about no i'm
0: just looking for work i'm unemployed no you're Uh, not you have a
1: huge deal at cbs um, um, right. I, I I know you. I, have, want, I
0: know you have a scripted show coming on. Well, no, we've got uh, so help me Todd, which is on it's Thursday nights on. at nine, and it's doing great. I mean, it's on it's killing. Where, where is it on? CBS nine o'clock on. CBS
1: uh, nine o'clock.
0: And yes, that's your show scripted show. Yeah, that's mine. And uh, wow. I've still. We're still. I've got you know two more months of Doctor Phil,
1: uh, April and May. Are you getting uh, wistful about that? Um, no, we're. It's doing great. No, but Uh, are you getting wistful knowing that like, oh, I've done this for so long and this is one of the last times I'm going to be stepping out on this stage. I mean, uh, come on, you're going to get choked up the last show, no? No, we
0: wrapped wrapped taping of originals uh, last week.
1: Oh, so you uh, did it?
0: Yeah, so I'm now working uh, on... So you
1: taped your last show?
0: Yeah. Come on, you must have been reclaimed. It was it was a moving time, and you know my my boys were there with their wives, and and two of my grandkids were there that are old enough, and uh, yeah, I've had the same um, professional assistant for forty five years, and forty five years, yeah, she was there, and you know I've had the same uh, Carla Pennington's my executive producer, she's been there the whole twenty one years. I've had the same seven cameramen for twenty one years. I've had the same director twenty one years. I've had the whole team's been there the whole time and a lot of them are going with me to uh, when we launch off in
1: january 24. when you've had a personal assistant for 45 years you know what that tells me she couldn't find another job (laughs) you you never threw a phone at her head no i didn't no she's uh (laughs) they can say a lot of things about you but they can't say you threw a phone at anybody's head you are there she's quick right no, that's Barbara. Right. She's great. Well, whatever happens in the future, including running for president, which is a genius idea that I had today, and it's, I'm going to we'll ask, remember, you were the it one. was born right here. It was born right I'm telling here. telling you, it's an unstoppable idea. I wish I had thought of that. You know, it's funny. I did an editorial about, oh, I don't know, four years ago, something, when Trump was in office saying that the person to run against him should be Oprah. And I meant it. And I don't like no Oprah, and I have no connection with Oprah, but I just thought, oh, as far as somebody who like checks all the boxes of somebody who could win in America, I mean, the the goalposts have moved so far as to what is the criteria for a candidate, and it is television. Television is where people suckle intellectually, as sad as that is, and when they see somebody who's smarter than the average bear and they respect Um, I mean, look, if Trump did it, but Oprah's not going to do it. And, um, you know, I mean, we'll have to talk about VP. That has to be a very careful pick. We have to be the VP. I am not. First of all, you can never have two white men. That's true. Not anymore. (laughs) That's true. Not anymore. (laughs) And maybe it should be so, you know? I mean, certainly diversity is an important thing, and uh, people need representation. Think
0: about this. I'm watching my show in January of 24, election year. I intend to have a major impact on what happens. I think families in America are under attack. I think we've got to get rid of all of this noise and crap and get back to what matters. And I do intend to have an impact on that election.
1: Well, I mean, there's, of course, another way to have an impact and that is to actually win it but i understand what you're saying like it, it, you're be a kingmaker and then right on because you know you can go from that to you can go from kingmaker to then you know boy i could do this better myself but well, i agree and i can't wait to see your platform of getting schools to teach the 3 r's again and get your son out of that dress what a novel
0: <laughs> what a novel idea that is <laughs> So uh, you'll come be on my new show, and I'll come I'll, be I'll on yours. It. I appreciate that. Let's do it. All right. Come on, give. All right. All right. <laughs>